Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crossroads as a podcast. I am your host, Pastor Brandon. Uh, we want this to be a place where we can just go a little deeper into scripture or into whatever topics and content we're talking about on Sunday. Uh, we want to kind of help create some content that helps people connect. So we've also got some really cool guests that have been showing up, and today we have an extra special guest. I think I say that every week, but it's true every week. I love doing this. I just get to sit down and talk to people that are so cool. Uh, so if you watched this past Sunday and watched because we had no power, so there was no people here. There's just three of us in the crowd trying to give you guys some feedback <laughs> yeah. and some some sound. But uh, you saw her on stage sharing her incredible wisdom. Uh, some of that's helped me out incredibly much. We have the amazing Donna McCarroll. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Good. Good. Wonderful. Um, well, Donna, I usually start off with kind of asking some people, like, how did you first like start? When did you first start coming to Crossroads and why did you come back a second time? Oh, great question. Uh, we actually started sneaking in in 2018. We were searching for a church mm -hmm. that um, was all about Jesus and like um, so we were sneaking in. We didn't want to be known. I'm fairly known in the community, so it's mm -hmm. sometimes very hard to sneak in and mm -hmm. just check something out. Mm -hmm. But um, we did. We went to the high school. So it was uh, near the end of 2018. We found that um, we loved the worship. We loved the messages. Yeah. People were friendly. You know, the greeter usher team, wow. You know, yeah. you walk in the door and you just feel welcome. Yeah. So we came cool. a couple times and, and then we made the decision in January 2019 to become members, partners. Um, yeah. we, we went to 101, class 101, yeah. and um, were recruited pretty quickly to to jump in and so and we've now been you're here in charge ever of everything well i don't know I'm about throwing, that I'm wow throwing water hey yes <laughs> um but but yes so we we got involved pretty quickly very and cool. and we've enjoyed our time here very much we've grown and we love the people and we love leading the people yeah, yeah. well we are very excited you're here i'm very excited you're here well great um so yeah class 101 yes i <laughs> this is bad but i have only been through 101 Oh, well, I've only been... I haven't been any through. I haven't gotten to two, I, I obviously, get, three or four or one. It just... Tom and I made it to two or one. Okay, you're further than I am that's, in your that's crossroads as far as journey. <laughs> <laughs> I was on staff for like four years. And Scott was like, have you taken one? I was like, no, because we had a student ministry on Sunday nights back then. That was the only time class was there was at the same time, so I never mm -hmm. had a chance to, to oh. go. So he was like, okay, you have to go. Okay. So I just, uh, we canceled and I made all the students come with me. <laughs> so we sat there and well, that's I'm a sure good thing. we're not distracting at all. No, not, no, never, not you. I am not never you. distracting. No, no. Uh, so recently you retired, correct? I did. Um, October, the end of October, 2022. Well, that's exciting. It is. How's that going? Um, it's, it's going. I don't know what retirement is yet. <laughs> I mean, life is different um, because we have a second home in North Carolina where our uh -huh. kids live and my only grandchild. And then so you gotta go see the grandbabies. We have a home here, obviously we're mm -hmm. involved here. And um, so, and with my dad being seriously ill, 
I'm there a lot. So we almost feel like we're in limbo, transition into places, but we're not mm -hmm. making any transitions yet. You're just kind of in that weird it, it middle is. kind of, yeah. It, it, it is. So retirement, I don't know. I don't know that I'm doing everything I thought I was going to yeah. do. It's it's just a it's just a name for something I am yeah. right now, but I don't just a know what that is. Just some different things going on. Yes, now. but I'm yeah. right. I'm no longer seeing clients and all of that. Yes. Yeah. So before retirement, you were a counselor. I get all the things. Keisha is a counselor. My wife. So yes. LPCLLPCRB. I don't know. I forget all of the things. Right. There's an L and a P somewhere in there. There is licensed professional counselor. That's what that. Yeah, that makes sense now. Yes, I've been in a helping profession since 1987, so wow. a lot of years. That's awesome. I'm aging myself. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, the retirement part, kind of. Not many of us get to retire at 35, so probably we're in the probably we're in the perspective profession for a while. I'm a little bit older than yeah, 35. Just a couple. Yeah, just just, just a, couple. a little bit. Yes. Well, Sunday, you were part of a really cool kind of question and answer. We've been in the series doing mental health. Scott's been yes. doing a lot of that. Uh, and so you and Keisha yes. came up on stage and answered some questions that were given by Crossroaders, which I thought was a really cool idea. Yes. Um, so I kind of like the way you guys did it, where you kind of grouped, instead of just trying to answer 10 <laughs> questions, which gets really hard and you repeat yourself and it gets, you just kind of grouped them together and talked about some big kind of overall topics we did it was it's challenging because i i don't know i don't remember how many questions but you can see yeah. really quick all of these have to do with forgiveness this is resources this mm -hmm. is clearly boundaries this is anxiety so that's what we do we just group them all together and we try to answer as much as we can obviously because i encroached on Scott's time. Um, he's fine. <laughs> oh, he's, oh he's I know. Fine. I know. We're, we're good. But um, trying to answer all those questions can be rather challenging. Yes. Yeah. You're, it's almost like, what's the analogy? People say you're like drinking from a fire hydrant kind of thing. It's yeah. just like. <sighs> yes. Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was so good. I don't know if you could hear uh, Lynn, Jim and I were the only three sitting in there and all three of us were like, yes. Well, oh, yes. More. Yes. Keep it coming. It was. It was just so good. So thank you, first yes, of all. I think, well, I think you helped us. Once I looked over and saw I had some of my people mm -hmm. sitting there, then I felt like I was having a fireside chat, yeah. which made it a lot easier. Yeah. And even the sound guys were responding. I mean, I could I could see that. And, and that's the only piece of it that we missed is not having all of our yeah. Crossroaders. It's here. hard to speak to an empty room. It is, yeah. but you guys being there made all it's the difference. It's also very weird being here when, like, when the it's only streaming because people don't realize this, but there's no sound. It was bizarre. You can't. All you can hear is the drums because yeah. all the other instruments are plugged in and going through all the you know the whatever stuff that I don't understand. But there's a lot of buttons. Right. And they look very fun to push all the buttons, so they uh -huh. don't let me back here very often. But, oh, I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> Sitting in the, in, the, in the auditorium, you're like, this is weird. Yes, I thought I was going to have this awesome worship experience before we got <laughs> up there. worship night. And I'm like stomping my foot yeah. and, you know, waiting 
for it, and then I was just kind of singing along in my yeah. head and was, all of without, that. And with yeah. like Sunday, because we didn't have full power, so like yeah. we didn't have the full stuff. So there wasn't even like lyrics on the screen. No, there was so nothing. I can't even sing along right now. I just have no idea. What's, no, yeah. Like, on my phone, I'm like streaming at the same time. I'm like, oh wait, that's delayed. So if I it was just, yes, anyways, it was. Yeah, it's, it's probably people at home. It, it's bizarre. It's it is. Bizarre. It is. Um, so were there any questions that you didn't get to answer? I didn't see the list of questions. So like, was like one question that you're like, oh, I wish we could have tackled this one? Um, there were several. And I, I think that's why um, I had thought coming on to the podcast would be a good idea. Because, mm -hmm. you know, people want to know things like, how do I know if I lack boundaries, for example? Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't get into that. The answer is yes, I think. <laughs> how do I know? If you're asking that if question, asking, yes. Right. Yeah. right. But um, do you want me to jump into yeah, some of these? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. All right. So, I mean, some of these we can all relate to, but um, these are the 10 most common. So, see, there's 10. So there's no way I could do justice That's for any the of these. Is yes, you lack boundaries. But if you fail to speak up when mistreated, chances mm. are you might have a problem with boundaries. Mm. You know, you're keeping your mouth shut. Somebody's being disrespectful to you, and you're just sitting there and taking it. Mm. And remember, boundaries are there to keep you healthy mm -hmm. and to know what's you and what's not you, what you're responsible for, what you're not responsible for. So when somebody's mistreating you, they're crossing a property line, but you're not saying anything. Yeah. And you're going to keep that inside. And we talked a little bit about physical symptoms can be, um, can be manifestations of emotional issues that haven't been right. resolved. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. The middle child peacemaker in me is like... Oh yes. Oh, that one. That that one just hit me right in the forehead. Yes. Like, that's, okay. That's, well, that's my sign right there. Okay. I didn't literally hit him. That's. <laughs> she okay. could have. It's okay. I could have. Right. <laughs> okay. How about you give away too much of your time? Mm, yeah. Okay. How about as just Christians? Right, speaking right at me here, Donna. Well, this is, this is great. You know, I've struggled with all of these at one time or another. It's 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 really hard, I think, as a as a believer to know where the line is. Yeah. But even if you're not a believer, you know, some of us were just raised that this is what you do. Somebody asks mm -hmm. you something, you do it. You don't say no. Yes. Um, so again, eventually your body's, this is going to catch up with your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, relational health Absolutely. if you're doing this. So Another sign of a lack of boundary, you agree when you actually feel like disagreeing. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have that one. I like to disagree with people. So <laughs> you Sorry. do. This, this podcast <laughs> is not about you, Braden. Shut up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're a good, you play devil's advocate. Yeah. I, oppositional defiant disorder. Uh, well, I got no, the, I don't I, think it's Keisha quite that far. I got the OBD. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I wouldn't diagnose you quite with that. And we're not going to do that today. But, um, Yes, the, the, you know, holding back when you really don't believe something. Again, there's something in there. You need three things to be able to use your voice, and that's trust, safety, and security. Mm -hmm. So if you don't trust that the person you're talking to has your back, mm -hmm. you're not going to speak up. If you don't believe that uh, that person, um, that you don't have safety, meaning um, 
you know, they that you're not physically safe or verbally, you've been, you know, yelled at or sexually, spiritually, mm-hmm. um, emotionally, then you're not going to speak up. And then uh, the other way is security. If you if you feel like you're going to disagree and you feel like that person's going to reject you or abandon you, divorce you. I mean, this happens mm-hmm. in, in marital relationships mm-hmm. all the time. Then we, we don't ever, we don't ever speak up. We right. just keep it inside and we become avoidant. And which again, I mean, it, it all affects our well-being. So again, these are all boundary issues, but you have to have trust, safety, and security to be willing to use your voice and speak yeah. up. That's good. Um, how about another one? It's- you feel guilty for dedicating time to yourself. Mm, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, this is so true. The whole idea um, that um, you may not want to do it, but you feel like you have to. So this goes, I, I was going to talk about obligation versus gratitude. Okay. So a lot of times we feel guilty because this person has done so, so much for us, right? We can name all these things they've done. So even though I know I should say no, I just can't. I say yes, right? You, you literally, you literally can't. So you do it. And then the next time you feel guilty again. So guilt just becomes a way of life for you. So you just keep doing it. But what I want people to realize is that most often than not, it's coming from a place of obligation and not gratitude for what Jesus has done for, for yeah. you. Yeah. You're, you're operating from a totally different stance. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's not healthy. Right. It's not healthy. Um, God did not say we're to do it all. God doesn't even do it all for us, does he? Right, yeah. He, does, he, has, right. he has boundaries. No, he expects that we're going to do our part. Absolutely. He expects we're going to do our part. So this guilt thing is is something that we carry that we don't have to carry. And I think Christians struggle with this. Um, I think the the guilt and the selfishness, those, those two are the big ones I was going to speak on. Uh, because somewhere along the line, we've been taught that we just have to say yes. We yeah. can't think of ourselves, yeah. whether it's in our family of origin, it can be from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we hear one part of a verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't, you know, as you care for yourself, care for others. No, we hear you need to care, care for, for others, others right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I think sometimes um, even the the upbringing we've had in a church can cause confusion. Yeah. You know, you're expected to be there every time the lights are on, mm-hmm. you know, no matter mm-hmm. what, or there's guilt, you mm-hmm. know, there, and then again, that's coming from a feeling of obligation, not gratitude. And then you're not doing stuff for the right reasons. Yes. And so then you just go down that spiral of, and, and you're not really giving your best and then the best isn't happening. And then it just. And guess what? It leads yeah. to um, anger, resentment, bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you see a lot of that in, in church. Oh, like huge. So many of my you know friends that have gone into ministry that are out of it now. And that's like describing a lot of their mm-hmm. stories because they're like, I was just always here, but it wasn't because I really wanted to be. It was because I had to, and it was obligated. And yes. I had to go help this. I had to go do this. But, mm-hmm. And every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. And it, so when they were saying no to, you know, the 
the better things. The better things. That's right. And then, yeah, it just spirals into unhealthy places. It gets it gets very confusing. So then, yeah, a lot of times we can walk away from church, but sometimes it can just be misunderstandings. And and if we really don't understand where the line is and and understand where boundaries are then we default to the things that that we've seen because we talk mm-hmm. about more things being caught than taught more things are caught than taught, <laughs> caught. that's one of my favorite sayings yes yeah. and and so what we've observed is is what we tend to do unless we examine it and decide whether or not that's working for us and mm-hmm. if that's healthy or not and again all of these things lead to something unhealthy yeah yeah, some kind of broken fence, broken mm-hmm. boundary. Another one is you have toxic relationships. You know, do we ever sit and evaluate our relationships? I'm married to a counselor, so yeah. we do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I do talk about, you know, what brings us joy, what doesn't bring us joy. And, and you know, a lot of times um, there's there's you know, family dynamics that bring us down. And I think mm-hmm. that's a big one. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love how you said that none of us come from, uh, I mean, I'm going to butcher how you said it, but we all come from dysfunction. Yes. Let's like settle ev- that. Every one of us. Yes. Like none of us are, all of our families of origin have given us. Yes. Which Keisha and I talk about uh, in terms of like our kids, we're like, man, how, what ways are we screwing them up? Because we're screwing them up. Hopefully we, you know, we, we think we do a pretty good job of parenting, but mm-hmm. there's ways we're going to, Bring in our own dysfunction right. to them. And you can only give your kids what you have. Right. What you've been given. And right. if you haven't analyzed what you've been given, if you haven't gone through it and said, okay, yeah, I want to bring this into my marriage and this mm-hmm. is what I want to teach my kids, or I don't, then our default tends to be whatever that negative thing is we learn, not right. the positive right. thing. Unfortunately, right. that's just human nature. And then we just repeat mm-hmm. family cycles over and over and over again. Yes. Yep. And so, you know, I'm I'm thankful that we were able to to break some of the generational um, dysfunction that, uh, you know, in the family, type of family that I come from. Mm-hmm. We've been able to do that, but we're not perfect. And we were just saying when we were sitting on the couch last night that, you know, we feel like we've been good parents, but I'm sure our kids would say, you know, that there's this area or that area mm-hmm. we we could do, <laughs> we could have done better in, yeah. and and I'm I'm okay with that because I'm not perfect and um, I've tried to evaluate what I can. But if so, if if you have toxic relationships, those relationships that are draining, or you're doing everything and whatnot, mm-hmm. one of the things I said on Sunday is that where there's dysfunction, it means there's chaos. Yes. And if there's chaos, there are boundary violations going on all over the place. So if you yes. if you have a lot of toxic relationships, you know, it's time to do some inner work mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, what is it? Am I not able to say no? Um, am I saying no to the good things? Right. You know, but, you know, are there other things going on? Do I feel guilty all the time? Am I doing everything out of obligation? I'm not allowed to feel selfish. What is it going on? And if you can't figure it out and make the changes on your own, how did we end on Sunday? Get some help, you know, <laughs> get, get help, get some help, get help. That's really ends up being the answer to most of these questions is uh, we talk about a lot of this stuff with like our young adults and our students and 
usually the last question we ask is, and how do you know if you're getting the right, making the right mm -hmm. steps? Oh, you get help. That's how. Yes. You need people you can talk this stuff through with and you need wise counsel. Sure. And it doesn't mean it always has to be a professional either. You know, I think on Sunday we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, mm -hmm. professional resourcing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm sure your students know that they can come and talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe they are close to a parent. Uh, maybe they have a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's more than just professionals out there. But I really think that the reason why, I mean, I started understanding when I became a counselor that um, I had to get the degree and the license because man required that, but God has mm -hmm. wired me in a certain way to be a vessel that is kind of in between where somebody is at in their life and what God intended for them, and yeah. I kind of usher them. I walk them across the bridge so they can ultimately have that relationship with Jesus I love that. that he wants. So um, I I, that. you don't have to be a professional counselor to do that. Right. No, yeah, I, we tell people all the time that like, you need all of those things. Like yes. You need a professional person that's in your corner, but you also need good solid you know friendships and mentors and like you need mm -hmm. to you need to fill up your relational circles yes all of them all if of any them. of them are empty then you're going to be off you're going to be off balance exactly right. and that's what we're talking about here right yeah how about you constantly feel like a victim oh that's a good one Ooh. yeah sign yeah. you lack boundaries yeah not, oh there's there's no doubt it's talked about that when we have healthy boundaries, we get rid of two things. We get rid of the, I'm done. I am just so done. I've had mm. enough. You know, so that means you're taking it on, taking it on, taking it on. Chances mm -hmm. are because you feel obligated and can't say no, right? Right. It right. all goes together. Yeah, these together. things all play together, don't they? Yeah. Or, you know, you just take it, take it, take it. You know, I'm just going to, you know, lend this person money over and over yeah. and over again and they don't treat me well you know they disrespect me but they need money they need me they need me they need me they need me so this is just the way my life is going to be mm -hmm. that's the victim stance if mm -hmm. we're feeling that way i would say that you're stuck yes and what did we say when you're stuck get help get help get help what do you do when your car's stuck yeah you get help. You get help. Because I'm going to help get it out. You, if you just sit there, uh, your car is never going to move again, right? Yep. Yep. And so if we want to move forward and be healthy and be the person God intended for us to be, we've got to take action. Action yeah. uh, shows us that um, when we take action, we get results. And it's results that actually motivate us. No, That's I what, love that. I yeah. love that idea of becoming the person God yes. intended us to be. Yes. Like, think of the story of, of Paul when he was still Saul and he was persecuting Christians. Yes. And, you know, God shows up in the supernatural way on the road to Damascus. And, mm -hmm. you know, just like, Paul, stop or Saul, stop it. And But then he gives Paul directions. Yes. And then Paul has to go do it. He does. He has to go to the house yeah. of, uh, I forget the name, but the guy that was a Christian and say, hey, God told me to change. And then mm -hmm. he had to go out to... Qumran to go mm -hmm. and learn and then come back. It's like, yeah, he had to take those steps to get God showed him those steps, but he had to actually do something to yes get there. The only way, the only way for any kind of change to happen mm -hmm. is to take a step, mm -hmm. and it might just be a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, it might be um, trying something like saying no 
to a small thing. We can practice, yeah. right? Yeah. Practice with somebody who's safe. The power of no. The power of no. The no is a complete no. sentence. It's a great sentence. Yes. Uh, the, one of the other things Lisa Turkers said in her, her boundaries talk, with, which I love, yeah, I love is, is the, the person who has to over-explain when they do say no, they have boundary issues. Yeah, that's They're a uncomfortable. Good one too. So she made the statement that children over-explain adults in form. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I have been pondering. I had to process that, that a little bit. Oh, but that, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, children over-explain. Children so, over-explain. how emotionally mature are we in our responses? Are we over-explaining <laughs> so much that now we've we've taken just a simple answer and we've ca- we've caused more of an issue because the person is just going to sit there thinking this person's lying through their teeth, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, <laughs> yeah. come on. How much do you really have to say? You know, you don't have to tell me every issue you're having right. because you need to say no. Yes, just say no. That's I love people to say no because I don't want to. Yeah. Go one one thank, of the thank you for that. I well, appreciate it. I used to over-explain, and uh, one of the things that I learned is to say, you know, I'd really like to do that, um, but I can't. Can I take a rain check? Yeah. You know, and and that was, it eased a no for me, but at the same time, it lets the other person know that it's it's just for this time. Yes, I, no, yes, I, yes. I, I really do want to, you know, you're asking me to do something good, but I just can't do it right now. And instead of, instead of coming up with all of these reasons why, to just say, can I take a rain check? Does that, our, our, our need to like explain, over, over explain why we're saying no, does that go back to like that guilt piece? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to sure. feel guilty if I say yes. no. So. Or I feel selfish. It's those two. Those are the two. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. the guilt selfish. and the selfishness. Those. I'm learning, Donna. Are the, I'm learning. The, the two that trip us up, I think as believers, but I find it even um, with friends and loved ones that I know that that may not be Christians, they struggle too. So I think it's universal. But yeah, as yeah. Christians, it's almost like we feel like we have more on the line. There's extra pressure there. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. always. Um, I think that's it with the, the lack boundaries. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got a question for you. You can ask. So um, this, we talk about boundaries. I mean, with our young adult group, I mean, it's like every other week we're talking about our conversation just gets steered towards boundaries. And mm-hmm. the, the, you know, that generation, generation, what is it, Z now? Mm-hmm. They're so aware of their mental health, which is mm-hmm. which is great, yes. which is wonderful. Yep. We have those conversations that, like, I just didn't even know those words when I was you know, a teenager or a young adult. Um, so we talk a lot about this kind of, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of like this this tug of war between wanting to help, wanting like you talked about yes. helping carry people's burdens and all of that stuff. Which got into some Greek, which made me really happy. I love <laughs> nerding out on that stuff. Um, so like the difference between the line, like the sacrificial love, you know, Jesus talks about, we just did this a couple weeks ago with the kids. Uh, you'll love your enemies, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, but then also trying to set healthy boundaries and trying to navigate those waters of, when do I know it's a healthy boundary versus it's stopping me from loving that person better? Am I making any sense? Like going the extra mile. We talked about Jesus doesn't say, he says, go. So there's this thing back then, Roman soldiers can tell you to carry their their equipment 
right. for a mile and you had to do it legally. Yes. So Jesus says, as a, as a community, we're going to love people extra. So we're going to go an extra mile. We're going to go two miles instead of one mile. But I think sometimes in the church, we get this idea that that means we have to just carry it 10 miles or we have to carry it forever. And Jesus is like, nope, there's a, a boundary there, which I didn't think about until... I was, I was getting ready for this podcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, there's so many boundaries in the Bible. Now, this is so good. Jesus is like, no, we're going to love extra, but with a boundary, because you're going to mm-hmm. go one extra mile, and then that's it. And, okay. then, and then they're back to their own pack. But doesn't that go with what I talked about? I tried to do word pictures, and I think because I looked at the Greek, mm-hmm. it opened my eyes. I, I don't usually, when I'm uh, reading scripture, go, oh, you know, I wonder what this means in Greek. Yeah. But this was fun. I was so excited about this topic that when I saw that there was a difference between load and burden, I yeah. think the answer is within that. I mean, and that's in scripture. So we, we need to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, if we're all carrying our backpacks, mine may be heavier than yours, or at times yours may be heavier than mine. Mm-hmm. So even one little extra thing that gets piled on, I'm probably not going to be able to handle. So maybe it's not a huge boulder, but it's just something small. And we are called to love one another. And we love one another by actually exercising healthy boundaries. And that's what we have to remember. So if you're going along in your life and you're you're carrying your your daily toil, the burden Mm -hmm. of daily toil, that's what load means. And it's that backpack. If you're carrying that and you know, your power is out. That's the extra, that's a boulder. And um, maybe Comcast being out is the bigger <laughs> boulder, I'm not sure. My <laughs> Comcast I... is still out of home. We have, we have no internet. Yeah. We're living so, in the dark ages. So, you know, a lot of people are experiencing this. So inviting somebody into your home or bringing them a meal or some extra blankets or things like yeah. that, you're going to do that. But that's, that's, um, that's something temporary. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to always be there. Your Comcast is going to come on. The right. power is going to come on. And your life is going to go back yeah. to the way it was. That pile and of you're laundry gonna, is still there. And you're going to carry your backpack again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I've done this for you, then I've loved you well. I've gone that extra mile. And the other thing it does is it brings us together. Yes. You know, yeah. a lot of times people don't feel loved. And um, my definition for trust is time plus positive mm-hmm. experiences builds mm-hmm. trust, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a person that's been carrying your daily load and, you know, I'm going to go the extra mile for you because some boulders have been put in your life, mm-hmm. you're going to experience love. And then that gives you new capacity and that's going to teach you mm-hmm. then how to love others and not just receive, 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 receive. Yeah, that's really Do you good. You see, so then yeah. there's a back and forth. So, you know, I always say that even if I'm feeling stretched, but there's an ask that comes along, um, I know when I'm feeling compelled versus obligation. I mean, I've I've been able to sort that out for myself. And when I'm compelled... I'm going to do it. And actually, I feel like I received the greater blessing in that. I feel good about what I've done. I don't go home and feel resentful that this person asked me. I, I think we can do those checks. 
Yeah. You know, how are you feeling about it when you're, when you're doing it? Mm -hmm. You know, it, you've got to check your heart. And I, I don't even know if I got to that in, in my talk that if somebody asks you to do something, you know, or it's a opportunity to go an extra mile, whatever that is, if you've got these negative feelings stirring up inside, that's a really good time to check yourself. That's a good time to say, Hey God, all right, this ask is come in, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not sure if I should be stepping forward or if not, where's this coming from? Yeah. Uh, usually when we're feeling like that, some emotional need isn't happening within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we need to check that. So um, how, how do we how do we check that? How do you check your own own self in those moments? Well, I'll ask myself. I mean, I I, I play a, a lot of scenarios out in my head. If I'm home alone, I may say, "Whoa, where did that feeling come from?" Yeah. So then I, it's almost like doing a backward. We call it a backward chain analysis. Okay. Where okay, I'm having that feeling. What what just happened there? And if I go back and go, well, I was just on the phone for three hours with somebody and now I'm being asked to do this. Okay, maybe I'm a little spent and I need some rejuvenation time. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I don't do that thing right away. But you start when you start asking the questions, you realize, okay, I was just on the phone for the last three hours with somebody who had needs. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well the night before. Oh, I haven't eaten breakfast right. or I haven't had my caffeine yet. <laughs> I was just going to say, you just need coffee. Or <laughs> <laughs> the last five days, that's all I've been doing is for other people. Yeah. So what we see is there's generally um, something's unbalanced and we need to get it back into balance. And so that's the other thing. When somebody asks us that for that additional or we see that additional, mm-hmm. we don't have to do it immediately. Yeah, that's so good. We don't have to do it immediately. I can say, you know what? I will be over. I will come over and clean your house today since you're recovering from surgery. But I can't be there until 3 o'clock. Yeah. Um, So instead of a no, it's a not yet. It's a not yet. That's Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I did have a list of um, healthy boundaries, what they may sound like, if you want to hear some of those. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, That might be a a good segue here. I mean, I know I did the ice cream one. You know, some people might not have thought that was very good, but... Um, I'm not a big ice cream fan, so I was like, six days of ice cream, that's no, too much. No, no it's no. actually too much for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm more uh, salt than, yes. than sweet. You mean potato chips. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. a whole bag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no boundaries there. Nope. Um, no. So one of them is, I'll attend the family gathering next week, but I want you to know that if politics is discussed, then I'll be leaving the room. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. You know, we can pre-decide. Um, I I say this all the time, you know, before I'm going into a situation and I know that there's potentially dynamics, think about holidays with families, um, you know, that there's going to be some kind of dynamic. I can pre-decide or I can talk to my husband or my kids and say, you know, this is the line, kind of like the boundary I had with my dad until the circumstances changed. So um, if every time I go to a gathering... When politics is discussed, uh, everybody gets angry and starts cussing and and judging mm-hmm. one another, and it mm-hmm. becomes hateful. Then I'm just going to let the host know that I'm I'm going to leave the room. I'm not mad at anybody. I I'm and not I putting anything. 
I'm setting a boundary for me. Has nothing to do with you. Has everything to do with boundaries are there to keep me healthy and to be the person God wants me to be, ultimately, period. And so if I'm going in a situation, then I I may let somebody know that that's going to happen so that they don't have to wonder when I'm leaving the room. Yeah. So that's a healthy boundary, believe it or not. That's good. How about, I'd love to help with that ministry event, but I'm unable at this time. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Big one. Love it, yeah. Uh, you know, just about everything we get asked you know, when um, we're members of a church, when we're in any kind of ministry. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. in ministry um, if we're believers. Right. So, um, you know, they're all good asks, but if we get into, again, doing too much, too much, too much, then those parts of us, those spiritual gifts that we have, end up uh, not being used because right. we're saying yes to everything. And God gave us spiritual gifts. And yes, the Holy Spirit can empower us to do anything He wants us to do. But I think we lose the pieces of ourselves that make us uniquely us. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, I love it when people tell me no. And again, but the unable at this time, the, it's the not yet, yeah. and it's the children over-explain, adults inform. Yeah. Adults inform. Well, yeah. Another one, I'll continue this conversation when you stop yelling at me. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, when I'm working with couples, it's uh, I, I teach them timeout. Yes. You know, so. And the adult timeout. The adult timeout. It's taking a pause, like in How I Met Your Mother, Lily and Marshall. You know, they would say pause when they got really, when they were cr- starting to cross those lines, they would yeah. say, they would say pause. And so um, using words is really effective, but it's a way to exercise our boundaries, right? I was doing, I was substitute teaching last week in elementary and they were doing uh, American Revolution. I was like, see guys, they just couldn't talk it out. If they had to use their words, we would have could have avoided this whole war. (laughs) Yeah, use your words. Using your words. Turns out. It's helpful. It is helpful, <laughs> but we need to show value to the other person when we're using our words, yes, right? It's how we use. It's the how words. we use the yes. words. Oh yeah. boy, that gets us in trouble, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah boy. If uh, I said half of what went on in my mind, most of the time <laughs> I'd be in trouble, and I know that, and God does too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's scary Oops. to know that He can hear our yes. thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah. So another one. I can stay for an hour or feel feel free to come in, but I only have an hour. Mm, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> this gets tricky. Yeah. So, you know, think about think about your mom stopping by mm-hmm. your house unannounced. Mm-hmm. And you have a deadline. You're preaching the next morning. And um, you also promised one of your kids that you were going to do something special before bed. Okay? Right, right. That, that's what's on your docket. Mm-hmm. Mom shows up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of that historical stuff comes flooding forward when mom knocks at the door and now you're in this conundrum. Yep. Right? Yep. Most of us would just say, hey, mom. Come on in, and mom, are you sure I'm I'm not interrupting? And what would we say? Oh no, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember all these things we've already talked about? They're all coming into play uh-huh. right uh-huh. now. So then, mom sits down, and she might ask a couple more times, "Are you sure I'm not interrupting? The kids are 
running around crazy and mm -hmm. and you're kind of you know Doing you're, the fidgeting, you're yeah. fidgeting looking at your watch mm -hmm. you know all mm -hmm. of those are your phone and yeah we don't look at our watches very often anymore yeah. yeah right and so um mom stays and stays and stays and stays and stays and then she decides she's tired and it's time to go. Well, now two and a half hours. I mean, you've you've given her coffee, um, you've served her dessert. You yeah. know, whatever mom wants. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so then mom leaves, and where are you left? Right now, I'm not doing the special thing with the kid. Right. Now I'm behind on whatever project you're working on. And you're not yeah. ready for. You're not ready for preaching in the morning. Yep. Yeah. How often do we do that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yes. yes yes also oh, mom if you're I'm listening guilty. you can come over <laughs> please please just stop over mom it's <laughs> yeah. we're not saying moms do Hypo not stop hypothetical by. question this is hypothetical but it happens all the time you have an unexpected friend or that unexpected call you yes. know even to be able to yes. be on the phone and say you know oh wow you know that this is this is really hard um you know, I've got I've got about thirty minutes, and I'd be glad to meet with you for coffee. Yeah, tomorrow to finish this conversation, but I've only got about thirty minutes. A lot of this sounds like it's like setting expectations on the front end. Yes. So you're not pre-deciding. Yeah, pre-deciding. Pre there you go. Bam. Pre-deciding. So to be able to st say to your mom, Mom, I'm so glad you came. Come on in. I've only got about an hour. You know, are you okay with that? Um, and. And then she would know. See, what you've done is you've you've let somebody know the boundary because uh, it's unfair. Because you're gonna get you're gonna get frustrated. You're right, gonna get all right, again. Right. It's going into. I'm starting to feel all of those things like in my body yes. when you say like as you're going through that yes. that scenario. But like I can those manifestations that happen physically. Mm -hmm. Like oh, I'm getting stressed. I can feel my stomach getting in knots because yeah. I'm like. Ah, ah, ah. You yeah. don't make mom mad, but you gotta. You, you don't want to disappoint my kids. And I also mm -hmm. gotta do. Yeah. You know, so we all have the same twenty-four hours, and we, you know, things are prioritized. But obviously, uh, other things are going to come up, and we have to be willing to be flexible too. Mm -hmm. But we need to be careful, not at the cost of something that, especially, may be a one-time thing. And you know, I think it it. Before long, you don't even realize that you're saying yes to everything out there. But then, how is your house? What's going on right. in your in your home? Right. In your own boundaries? Right. What's going on there? If the sacrifice is always being made there, then you have boundary issues. Because I'm going to tell you, then there's chaos, there's dysfunction, and and so it it's not about perfect balance. It's about finding a way. But it doesn't always have to be immediate. Yeah, yeah. I don't Somebody else's need thing. does not make it an emergency for you. Right. Oh, that's really good too. Oh man. Yeah. If you're if you're the, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're not driving, write that down. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. All right. That's really good. All right. So so those were just some of the. Well, the we're we're running healthy. up against some of the clock here a little bit. Okay. Um, All right. I, I, but I have one more question for you, Don. If, uh -oh. you, if you got a couple minutes. Okay, I do. Um, Talk about boundaries. Yes. So what happens um, when our boundaries create conflict? So mom says, you say, oh, it's great you're here. I only have an hour. And then and then mom gets upset and creates a conflict. Or uh, 
Yeah, pick, pick any of those scenarios. Or you leave because if we talk politics, I'm out. And then people get really upset that you wouldn't engage in the dysfunctional conversation. Sure. But. So I think I, I used a personal example on Sunday with my brother. Mm -hmm. yeah. The boundary was never intended just for my brother. But this created conflict for years. And yes. unfortunately, I don't have a relationship with this brother to this day. But it's because he's made that choice, mm -hmm. not me. We've never been disrespectful, cruel, or anything. Everybody, quite frankly, had the same the same thing. And it was not just for my protection, it was for our son's protection. So he was very upset, belligerent, um, you yeah. know, it yeah. just out of control with the whole thing. He took it personally. And in the end, whenever I would have a conversation with him, I would let him know I love him. Um, I understand that he's upset, but this is what we have to do for us. Now, again, all of a sudden that sounds selfish. You start feeling guilty and all of that. And I want to move the boundary mm -hmm. because there's conflict and I don't like conflict. Yeah. But I didn't cause that conflict and see that's what you have to do you have to process it i didn't cause the conflict yeah that's really good this is you know my property line's my property line right, there, right. there's right. that it is what it is it's it's a fact and i can't set my boundaries based on how someone else is going to feel because i think one of the areas we have the biggest problem is in is emotional boundaries. Yes. We take on other people's feelings as if they're ours and we're responsible for them. We're not responsible for how another person takes what we're saying Correct. as long as me as the speaker is, as long as I'm being direct, clear, and respectful. Yes, that's not an excuse to be a jerk. Right. right. So yeah. I'm being direct, clear, respectful with my boundary direct, clear, as respectful. we were with with my brother um how he decides it's going through his filter with all of his history uh, all of his issues all of that i'm not responsible for that he's responsible mm -hmm, for him mm -hmm. i'm responsible for me so i feel bad i feel bad that there's conflict and and i can tell him i love him until i'm blue in the face but it's up to him whether he receives it or not, because he's responsible for him and what he takes. So this probably sounds cold. Yeah. It, you know, and I, I'm sure it makes people uncomfortable, but I didn't do anything wrong setting mm -hmm. that boundary. And Correct. we we have to tell ourselves that. Have, yeah. Boundaries are there to protect us. Uh, God intended protection when he set the boundaries in the Garden of Eden right. in the beginning. Right. We were never supposed to know and deal with all the things we've had to deal with, um, but a boundary was crossed, and inevitably that's what's happened now, and so we have to deal with all this mess right. all right. the time. But I'm not responsible for how my brother feels as long as I was direct, clear, and respectful. No, I think that's really good because the boundary is there for a reason, right? Yes. So if you cross that boundary, then it kind of goes back to the conversation about saying no. You're saying no to something else. Yes. Right? So that situation yes. where, you know, you wouldn't allow uh, anyone to smoke in your house at family yeah. gatherings. If you would have crossed that boundary and let him, that hurts your son. It, right? So right. It's, it comes down to a lot of times in adulthood, we're picking, okay, who's going to get hurt here? 
right? And you know, I'm I'm gonna choose to to not hurt my. But did my you? Kid. But did you hurt that person? No, that's you're correct. I did not. Do, or are, a, are they feeling hurt? Are, yes, they're feeling hurt. And okay, sometimes uh, you know, okay, I can't say, well, I didn't intend to hurt you. We do that all the time. I didn't intend to hurt you. That's not wasn't my intention. But the person is feeling hurt, and so there, a repair may be necessary in that because maybe I wasn't as respectful as I could have been. Maybe I wasn't really clear, and that's why the person keeps doing it. Right, yeah. You know, and yeah. maybe I wasn't direct. You know, maybe I had somebody else tell them the boundary. Oh, no, 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 no. If it's my boundary, it's not up to somebody else. That's called triangulation then. Yeah. And no, a conversation needs to happen between two people, you know, and a lot of times yeah. we don't have to tell people what our boundaries are. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, yeah, like, what, when I do did. we know when to sit, tell someone a boundary and when do we not tell them a boundary? When we know it's going to impact us within that situation. Okay. Uh, like I, the other example I used was my dad. Yeah. My dad still to this day doesn't know we ever had a boundary. We were very creative in how we did that. We would plan something on the mm -hmm. back end. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we would do it at the end of the day when there were just a couple hours. So he never knew. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want him to feel hurt. And it's not that I was trying to manage his emotions, but it was unnecessary for him to know. Um, it yeah. would have caused a conflict. And there's other dynamics that probably would have meant I wouldn't have had a relationship with my dad. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a, a marital dynamic Sure. That would prevent that. So there's a little bit of just kind of a, a maturity and yes. just kind of understanding yes. every boundary, every situation is, yes. is different and unique yes. and there's no one set of And I had said, rules. yeah, some are fle can be flexible if the situation yes. changes. I was going to ask and if that's, a, if are that's fixed. a part of it, like the fixed versus yeah. the uh, With our son, flexible. I mean, to this day, if you come to a gathering at our house and we know you smoke, they'll, they'll be a place for you to smoke. So Outside. it's not against you, but it's to keep us yep. healthy. Yep. Not against you that that you can't smoke in the house or that there's something that we say, you know, feel free to smoke. Just, you know, would you please smoke outside? Just out there, yeah. Yeah, it's not against you, but it is protective of us. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Donna. Oh, you're welcome. This was so good. Um, this everyone, was fun. go listen to this again because there's so much here that there's no way you got it all the first time. So go listen like five times because there's so much good stuff. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, we'll have to have you back on again. Okay. This was this was really good. Great. Um, everybody, thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll we'll catch you next time. Bye.